0: We're not wizards, we are the best, and also, we're not wizards. Enjoy the show! Bye! <laughs> to another episode of We're Not Wizards. My name's Richard. I'll be your host for March. It's wonderful. They say March comes in, either comes in like a lion and out like a lamb, or in like a lamb and out like a lion, which depends. It's meaning going it to be fluffy and fierce, or go out and it's going to have a mane and it's going to be fierce. But we have other things to worry about because in our midst... Now I've got celiacs which means I naturally am quite scared of flour in general but when somebody says they're bringing a game under my nose and that game is all about a cake that is not only a cake of peace it's a cake of doom. So it's a cake that comes in pieces but it's actually doom filled. It's a game that you can play any time at all but it's rainy day games and I have got a person that you mix with some eggs, butter and put them in the oven for an hour and 20 minutes. I've got Pearl Ho and I've also got, I've got someone who you would like whisk until their peaks are light and fluffy. <laughs> it's it's a Jandarana and they are here to Hello. talk about Cake of Doom. Hello.
1: Thank you. That's any,
0: amazing. any regrets That's so far?
1: Any regrets so far? Not yet. I have to say, for for someone who doesn't eat cake, you're very well versed in methods of preparing I, cakes.
0: I, I, have to be because it's like I literally have to cook all, all of. The, well, um, in all fairness, the whole, kind of whole cake preparation thing, is kind of getting better over time because there's a lot of places that do kind of like gluten-free stuff and dairy-free stuff. So it's you know I can't, I really can't complain as much as I should. If it was 10 years ago, I'd be grumbling for hours and hours and hours. Um, So let's talk a little bit. What I like to do is I like to kind of like talk a little bit about the past and then have a chat about the present before jetting off into the fully baked form thing of the future, as they would say. Um, So this is what I I struggle with, like, having two people on the show because I ask a question and then I don't actually point to the person. It doesn't matter if i point to the person because you don't know. Because I could go, (laughs) so how did you get into board games? And you're going like, is that me? Is that someone kind of else? Um, So let's talk about something else to begin with. Pearl, you like to bake. I do. What's your favorite cake that you make when you bake, Pearl?
1: Oh, see, that's a hard question to answer. It's like when people say, what's your favorite cake? Because I like all of them. Um, I think <laughs> my favorite is baking cakes I enjoy eating myself. Sometimes mm-hmm. you bake for other reasons. You bake for someone else's yes. birthday or whatever. Um, I really like doing a fluffy Swiss roll. So it's, oh, right. it's based on fluffing up, uh, fluffing up eggs. That's where you get a rain from. So the cake is quite light and I like yes. to fill it with just whipped cream. It's vanilla sometimes with some fruits, maybe strawberries or blueberries if I have them, um, and it's my go-to, my safe option that makes me happy.
0: Is it all? Is it something you've always got kind of ingredients for? Like even if there's no milk left in the house to have a cup of tea or a tea bag in the house, you've always got the ingredients to make yourself like some kind of glorious not, kind of.
1: If not, that's what my partner is for. Tesco is right downstairs
0: see <laughs> so you' never you're never out of cake kind of ingredients.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: But I mean it says master Home Baker. So do you have and I'm, I mean this is I mean this is not kind of uh, was it liable or anything like that because it's written on the website. I'm mm-hmm. looking at it just now. it says Pearl is also a master home baker. Where's your certificates? Do you have them I would to just hand like to sh-
1: clarify that Amar wrote that bit, and uh, I'd like to try <laughs> to be right, okay, a bit. <laughs> okay. So,
0: so um. the prosecution would like to call <laughs> Amar to the stand. Um, do you bake at all, then Amar? Because according to this, you do. You try. You you, you can't. You you love to bake as well. So, I same did. question to you. What's your kind of your favourite kind of go to? My go-to kind of anymore. thing. Yeah, super you-
2: questions. What's my favourite what's my go-to? I do enjoy baking for sure, but Yes. I'll admit, unlike Pearl, I bake disasters. Everything I pull out <laughs> it, it sort of falls over. My luckily my wife is very good at um saving my cakes. She will right. they'll they'll come out, they'll split in half, and then she'll fill the middle with icing. And do some other magic and they'll end up they'll look fine don't cut into them but they'll look fine so um i i would admit that my baking prowess is not is not at pearls level but what i do i, I don't make these often but what i do like to make is a pineapple upside down cake
0: because i love the idea that's that you. Know, no, i mean i'm not did, 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 hang on a second. Yeah. Hang on a second. You're like kind of going, oh, I don't like to bake or anything like this, right? I like right? to bake. Them over you. But me and Pearl had exactly the same reaction when you came out with pineapple upside down cake. <laughs> We're like, are you having a laugh? Because that's not an easy. That's not an easy dish. That's like, you know, I'm off to do what you're going to do. I'm going to make a snowman in the garden, and then you go outside and you're like putting together some kind of big, huge ice sculpture.
2: Wow. So
0: that I mean, that's that. I mean. I, Am I wrong, Pearl? I mean, am I being am am I being disingenuous here? Would you suggest? Would you Would you agree with me that a pineapple upside down cake is not? That's what? not an easy thing to do.
1: Not a beginner's choice, but maybe. No. I was thinking, frankly, maybe that's why it always goes wrong.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, <yeah>, I,
2: <laughs> I suppose. I suppose. I think I, I just suppose. love the idea of making something mm. upside down. And then you flip it over and give it to people. That like, just makes me laugh. That uh, you know, you put the pineapple on the bottom, and you put some cherries in the pineapples, and then you make the whole thing. And then just before you're going to give it to someone, you turn it over and you turn it upside down. Maybe I like it because the word upside down, isn't it? And I, think
0: <laughs> I hope you don't do that at work. If somebody asks you to deliver a, a technology stack, and you're like, "Well, I've got a, I've done it. I've got it here. I've got it here." <laughs> But it's, but it's, but it's, up, just it, put it upside down. I've got to say that I've done the kind of the project flow, but the arrows are all the wrong way. I mean, I hope, you know, is yeah.
2: that? I haven't I, tried it I yet, mean, but something for me to consider.
0: I think that's maybe, you know, if people were able to see what the result of some kind of project management was at the top, mm. and then they were able to look down and see what they got at the beginning. Maybe, we're, you know, maybe project management software has been doing it all the way wrong. That they start off and say you want to start off with this, then do this, this, and this, and what they actually want to say is this is your goal. And this is. And then you could have it like pineapple yellow. Yeah. So it's like a huge, a huge upside down pineapple project management cake. I think you're
2: sitting on a gold mine there. That
0: idea. I I, d- I don't know why you're not writing this down. <laughs> <laughs> um. How did? How did Cake of Doom come around? I mean, in terms of your background with kind of board games, I'm looking I mean, me me and Amar are the same. I mean, you look behind our backgrounds and Amara's got a white wall and I've got like walls as white as well. If we're talking about qualifications for having any kind of discussion about board games, you'd be looking at Pearl and going, Yeah, there's definitely there's definitely some decent there's there's a whole pile of games kind of there. So, um have you, have you both, have you been friends for kind of like a while? Then the two of you—it's
1: got to be about a decade now, I reckon. Wow. Something like that. Um, we, we—I think we know we've had a few work, although we never actually did much work together. Uh, right. But that's, that's how we know each other. Um, and it's sort of—I like telling this story because it's so sort of sad. Almost accidentally, we, we right. were we didn't sit down and go, "Oh, let's make a game together." We mm. were—we were just chatting. Uh, spreads do, um, over, I think it was over the initial COVID lockdown. Right? Mm-hmm. And because I bake cakes, well, we both cake, we both bake, um, cakes sort of come up sometimes in the topic, especially during lockdown when that's all we could do. Um, and then we'll be just having this conversation randomly about like, uh, problems in the world and how you could fix them. And we we'll were like, oh, you know, maybe if everybody's just a bit nicer, maybe if we just gave out cakes and then we could get well peace that way. It just, <laughs> and then we just started taking the ridiculous idea further um, and further, and we thought, "Hey, that could that could be a game. We play games." Yeah. And then we sort of went, "Why don't we Why don't we meet next weekend, like virtually, of course, and and mix this up and see what happens? How hard can it be?" We said. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> 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 what well, about yourself, Amara? I mean, have you have you been involved in the tabletop scene? Kind of quite long. Have you been enjoying and playing games for some time, or is it quite a new, I've new thing for you?
2: Yeah, I've certainly enjoyed and played games for a long time. Um, and one of the things that we would do with with our kind of group of friends is meet up to play games. So, hmm. well, and I both knew that games are something we enjoyed. We owned a few games each, and uh, yeah, that's why the idea fell. You know, when we started talking crazy ideas, that's why it fell so naturally into. Uh, could this be a game? You know, we knew it was a shared interest for both of us. So, mm-hmm. definitely been enjoying them for a long time. But this is my first foray into creating and designing a game. Well, it's the same for both of us. So, yeah, lots of uh, steep learning curves, lots of new things to to get our heads around. Um, but it's been uh, yeah, a pretty incredible journey.
0: What came again? What came? To- of games you like playing amar what's your kind of your go-to what's your kind of your favorite great
2: question um i'm i'm very much into silly games party games you know something that you can get a nice crowd playing i mean i would like to convince my wife to play a few more two-player games that's for sure but on the whole you know the the big games that you can take to to work and get a few people involved so I'm, i'm thinking about things like Code names is is a pretty good one. Articulate, as well. yeah. People love you know people love shouting stuff. That's what I found. Um, mm-hmm. so any, mm-hmm. any game mm-hmm. that lets you do a bit of shouting is uh, is great. There's there's another one that I I quite enjoy. It's uh, Hanabi, which is I don't know if you've if you've played, mm-hmm. but um, I I always enjoy that. I think some people, you know, it's not for everyone. Um, remembering what cards you got and Giving clues to other people, but I, yeah, so I enjoy, it, yeah, for
0: sure. I think, I think, I think some people play games for the mechanics, yeah, rather than the fun. Yeah, I mean, it's like we. I played Power Grid the other day. <laughs> oh look at that. <laughs> Look at that! <laughs> and someone's little cup of joy just overflowed right there when I mentioned Power Grid. Now, to me, right, Power Grid, it's maths, isn't it? You know, it's just maths. Mm. You know, if you if you put down, like, several kind of sheets of A4 in front of me and say, go and solve these problems, these addition problems and stuff like that and solve, you know, do a bit of algebra and stuff, I'd be like, oh, go away. But you put it down in front of, like, a map of Germany and you have, like, kind of lines leading off with little circles with numbers in it. You, you know, it You know, it's literally, like, it's um, it's sugar puffs. It's like I'm I'm putting the milk on and I'm eating that stuff up with a spoon. Mm. So so I mentioned obviously the magic world word there, Pearl. So are you are you into the more kind of would you say you're more into the crunchier kind of type games then?
1: You know, I think I play them more often than a might. It's quite a big range of things I'll happily play. To be honest, like if it's a big mm-hmm. group that's you know a bit casual, not love gamers then. Mm-hmm. Sort of party games or social sort deduction of games like, yeah. um, you know, Avalon is cool. I do like to get slightly heavier things like Power Grid, um, yes. the Table. I actually I actually got really excited when you mentioned it because it was sort of my first economic game that I tried playing. Yeah. So it's got a special place in my heart and I love it. I've got two free expansions. Um, uh, Everdell's also been one that's been getting Table a lot because I've been All trying right. to get my partner in and he loves Everdell. Yes. Personally, I prefer sort of. I guess, yeah, economic-type games, because Brass Birmingham is the other one that I, I, I'm really into it right now. Um But yeah, a range of stuff. I also do uh, role-playing games, actually, so I know we're not wizards, but I am actually a wizard on Tuesday nights wow. right now, so okay. <laughs> I'll play anything.
0: Okay, nah, pod- stop the podcast. We're not having any of these wizards <laughs> on, he- on here. Remember, there are other games that you can look on Kickstarter and that's the end of the show. I'm only joking. Um, so it does appear like from one side, we've got the kind of the casual kind of pineapple upside down cake. On the other side, we've got the kind of the more complicated kind of Swiss roll kind of going on. So how does that combine then? I mean, are there elements of slightly more complication when you kind of came together and we're looking at design and kind of cake of doom? Were you coming approaching from kind of more of a mechanical side then Pearl, and were you approaching it from more a kind of a shouty, let's do party kind of laughy side? Then Amar? is that how it kind of kind of came together a bit?
1: I feel like we both contributed in sort of all facets of it. The I, the the way we went about it was very theme driven, and I think we are mm-hmm. quite aligned from the start in terms of the type of thing we're aiming for. Like we wanted something that is simple that you could that you could play in a family or in a group of friends in the pub. And we were, we were almost thinking about, like, I guess how we want people to feel after it rather than starting with the mechanics. So it's just sort of wanting people yeah. to come out with memorable moments. Like, hey, you screwed me over. Or, oh, well, remember that, that time where we yeah. all ganged up on Richard and he yeah. lost? Um, that, that's the sort of reaction we're going for. And we were just trying, <laughs> we were trying to get there. Um, yeah. Yeah. and we, we would both come up with mechanics or suggest things or, or treat the theme that, Yeah. Uh, What what, what do you think?
2: No, I completely agree. I think it is all centered around, you know, who the audience is and what we wanted them to to think about or feel as they were playing the game. And that's led a lot of our decision-making as well. So where we found something was perhaps not quite aligned with, you know, an element of the game that wasn't quite aligned either with the audience or with the feeling we wanted them to have then we'd look to change it take it out put something else in um and that's where you know when when we're when we're designing the game and and play testing it that's that's the kind of thing we'd look for
0: how 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 quickly did you come up with a theme was the theme something that you banded about quite a bit or was the theme kind of there Freshly baked from the be- from the beginning.
2: I think the theme has been there from the very first conversation. So it the theme hmm. has always existed. It's always been about cakes. Um, as Pearl mentioned, it started off being about how you can use cakes to, uh, you know, create peace in the world. But then went on to perhaps a more uh, comical. You know, how can you use cakes to take over the world? Ah, uh-huh. okay. And I think okay. once we had aligned around the idea of Aliens coming to Earth, taking over the world by giving out cake—that that that kind of stuff—and and and the things that we tweaked and edited were the, I guess, the execution of that. Like, how does, you know, once you've got that storyline, once you've got that theme, how does the game work? Yeah. um, Yeah. With you know to execute on that theme, so I think the theme has always been there. Uh, It's always run the the absurdity of using cake to take over the world.
0: I mean, it's it's pretty obvious that the the first expansion is gonna be the the gluten free expansion. <laughs> because you've missed out. I mean, technically, they say that one in a hundred people have got some kind of wheat intolerance. So that's one percent of the entire population of the world. That's a considerable amount of people able to fight the aliens. I'm just that's huge. Yeah. I'm just I'm just gonna put I'm just kinda kinda of putting that out there. Um from a base mechanics, if I am sitting there and Kekadub's sitting across me, and I open up the box, what am I expecting when I open the box? And what are the kind of the key mechanics of the game when I'm playing the game itself, Pearl?
1: So, so it's a card game. Uh, it's quite a small box, very travel friendly. You open it up, you're gonna be setting up a bit of cards. You have two draw decks. You shuffle them, um, mm-hmm. and they are kick cards, mischief cards. Kicks basically help you take over parts of the world.
0: Mm-hmm. and the
1: mischiefs will either aid you or help you um, get in the way of your opponents. Right. Uh, you have some alien cards. Uh, They're basically uh-huh. unique play abilities, and you give them out to each player at random. Uh, we can do three to six players. Uh, so, so this is basically something just to make you play the game a bit differently each time, at a bit of variety. And mm-hmm. then everyone will draw a bunch of starting hands, and you'll take turns. Um, the main thing that you really do is put out some kicks, And tie a region of the world with them. So the point of the game is to control two regions of the world Mm -hmm. and then the democratic order of mankind or the doom, as we like to call it. (laughs)
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. So, so it's basically, uh, deciding how safe you want to be, uh, because Mm. other players will then sabotage you. And this is where sort of the, 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 the interaction comes in quite often. Uh, you can also steal from other players' regions. Uh, mm-hmm. so, so things aren't safe, uh, even though you have them. Um, that, that's really the main piece of the game. There are some other things um, that are quite important, like the draw, drawing of cards happens at the end of your turn and escalates as the game goes on. Right. So you have had them of 10, but you actually just draw 1, then 2, then 3, then 4 cards. So what that does is actually just pushes you towards action. And it mm-hmm. keeps it make sure that the game is quite fast-paced, and it plays in fifteen to thirty minutes, depending on the number of players you got. Um, okay, it's very high variance for sure, um, quite luck-driven. Uh, but the whole idea is to that is you go for it, you finish around in fifteen minutes. Oh, let's go again. So it's it's sort of yeah. not taking it too seriously, if you will. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. The other main choice I would say the players make is sort of the type of card you want. So when you're drawing cards, you choosing between those two decks, uh, the kicks yeah. and the mischiefs. And it's very much a play style thing. Uh, right. so we, we observe this thing where quite often it's a very heavy Euro games would like, well, I, I just want kicks because that's, that's how I get yeah. yeah. But not everyone cares about that, right? often, people just want to watch the world burn and they keep growing mm-hmm. mischiefs. They just, want, mm-hmm. they just want to mess with everyone. Um, and also, so there synergies with the aliens, so there is sort of reasons to do something a bit different. Um, but the point here is you get to choose which, whichever way you want to do it. Mm-hmm.
0: Was, there quite, was there quite a few... Did you end up having to strip out stuff? I mean, and the reason I ask this question is because sometimes... I see a lot of people that they start off with a game and the game that they start off with they generally like it's flinging all the ideas in together and then once they put all the ideas in together it's then a case of you're starting to pick away at the things that kind of don't work. So was was that the case then or did you find that you were like once you got the kind of the main base points down you were having to kind of like strip out stuff to kind of maybe get it down to that 15 minute play time or eliminate stuff that maybe wasn't working yeah all the you sure. played
2: for sure i think the the best example of that probably is that at the right at the beginning we had cakes and we had toppings and the idea was that certain cakes were worth more if you could combine mm-hmm. them with particular toppings that went well then you know you'd get even more points and there was a lot of a lot of time in the game was spent just combining cakes and toppings in fun and imaginative ways, which, yeah. whilst we enjoyed thinking about, it did become an exercise in mathematics. And oh, right. Okay. Because of the audience we were going for, because of the feel that we were aiming for, it didn't really mm-hmm. sit that nicely. And I'll admit, it was a difficult thing to let go of because... We really like this idea that, you know, you you get better cakes and you put toppings on them and they're really, you know, they match up nicely. We like the idea, but after watching it being played and, and seeing how people reacted to it, it just didn't give that high emotion, you know, of taking something over, of stealing it from someone else you know, those are the, yeah. those are the feelings we wanted people to give. And whilst they got that from other parts of the game, they didn't get it from the doing the math. Yeah. So yeah, after a, you know, a few tries, it, it kind of made sense to strip that back, simplify the game. So, you know, you, it still has topping, it still has cakes in it. Um, but they're all worth, all the cakes are worth the same, unless you're matching a cake with a certain place, in which case it's, it's worth two cakes. So there's a small mm-hmm. element of that still, but the the numbers are much simpler. The play ends up being quicker um and overall it it does target more of that feeling of uh yeah you know, I've played a good hand and I've won this, I've taken this over, I've stolen something, I've prevented someone doing something, so
0: yeah, 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 I think again, it goes back to what we we're talking about earlier, like you either get games which are evocative. Mm. And they've got simple mechanics that bring in emotions, like your you know your code names and telestrations and you know games like that, yeah. or you get the kind of the the heads down. I call them the heads down thumbs up kind game of games where yes. everybody's kind of like, give me a second, just calculating. Yeah, you're like power grid. You know, like we're saying, every bit. You know, people sit there kind of like going, that's 10, 20, 15, 26 How much money have I got? How much do I need to spend? And so I kind of I kind of get that. Is that is that something that you th- would consider kind of bringing in, kind of like a variation of the game that people could add in, or have you completely kind of abandoned it and put it to one side and say that's not gonna, that's kind of not gonna work for us?
1: Um, we did think about keeping it as a variation at one point, but I think toppings are are not in the game at all now entirely.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: but we do have actually some variations that we kept. So one um, I quite like is making the bidding blind. So what I mean is the main thing what I mentioned you do is you, you target a region of the world and you put down some kicks for it. Um, yeah. You might be singing for someone or it might be neutral, but you take kicks. But right now you put down cakes and everyone can see what ticks you put down and how much they're worth. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so you have people literally have conversations like, well, we need to take down two. I've got one. Anybody else yeah. want in on this?" But there's a variation where you don't do that. So you put down the cards face down. So they might say yeah. there's two cards or three cards, but you don't know exactly what kind of buffer we might be talking about. You could be, so there's a little bit more like poker like elements there and mm. we've tried both and actually they're both fun in different ways. It just kind of depends on the preference because some people find that quite irritating, that that yeah. element or not knowing, especially if you've got small children and so on.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so, so that's one variation we did. Here.
0: Okay. Mm. Okay. Is it, in terms, you mentioned it's three to six players. Did you toy with two players? Because I, uh, uh, and I, the reason I'm asking this question is there was I released a review for a game called That Old Wallpaper, uh, Alderac, yeah, and they said quite clearly it's like a it's a two to five player game, I believe. Yeah, I think they said two to five player game. But what I actually said is when you're playing a two, you can play a two player game. But you've got to have a you've got to have a dummy third player to kind of make it work. And all that was and it's very much there is like a there is an essence, I don't know if you've seen it, but basically you play like a numbered card. And based on the numbered card that you play, that decides which column of wallpaper that you get. So if you're playing the third person, the third person's like just play, they're meant to be like granny. So you just get their stack of cards, you shuffle them, and then you're playing their card every round. So there's not there's no thinking behind it or anything. You're just like literally play. And the blind bidding is one of the kind of one of the highlights of the kind of the game. Mm. With you thinking about kind of the marketing side of things and obviously getting this out to as many people as possible. Uh, have you? Have you stuck with the, like the three to kind of six player kind of decision? You're not kind of going, oh, maybe we could, f- we maybe we could fit in a two player. And did a two player kind of game? Did that ever? Was that ever part of the consideration as well when you were designing it?
1: It's um, we we spent a bit of time trying to see if we could have a two player variation that actually is truly two player. Yeah. But we definitely yeah. what we knew we didn't want was to put the player count on so we could say it's two player, but have it. Really be a artificial way of not being yeah. a pre-player or to yeah. have it not really work, but, but still saying it anyway. Um, we, we tried a bit, but I think we didn't really like how it was turning out. Mm. And we decided we're better off focusing effort on what we think is the core of it and where it works best rather than like trying really mm-hmm. hard to find this add-on. Personally, I think it's, it doesn't work as well because it's very, like the game is to take that card game and it doesn't work as well with two people because then it becomes very targeted and also it's very zero something because you you can only hurt someone else as nose of alliances or talking someone else into it you're always against each other Mm. um we we were trying to make a co-op version work Mm. uh but i don't think we i don't think we found something that quite clicked yeah yeah yeah
2: Yeah. Yeah. it's a shame I, i would have loved the uh I do enjoy a good co-op game you know a, a pandemic or something i would love a co-op version but it, it, i don't i also think it didn't quite make sense to, to try and bundle it up and say yeah here's the three to six player and if you want a two-player, you do something else because the co-op version was really just a a completely different game it, it, designing that would have been a game in, in and of itself so um and then you know obviously when we're testing new things out we play a two-player but um you know someone always ends up being two characters and
0: it- yeah you, you have to double yeah you have to double hand it yeah i mean you know yeah, i mean sometimes even when you're kind of like when you're first learning the game like when i f- was first when i was first learning kind of that old wallpaper it was like okay one of us will double hand it just to see how it goes and then we got three players and then i was man i was able to play it with like the full Almost like a full kind of five which was which was such a big difference when you've got everybody kind of competing against each other. Mm-hmm. So I mean, some I think sometimes it's kind of strange because somebody said to me the reason that a lot of these companies go for a two-player is because there's the kind of the there's the kind of the the stereotypical kind of U.S. couples gaming night kind of thing where they sit down and they play a game together. Yeah, and if you don't if you don't put two player on the box, then you miss out a lot of the. Uh-huh. It's going to send a pun target market, but literally the market that shops in Target. <laughs> if you know <laughs> what I mean, because they'll pick it. Yeah, yeah, you know, you know where I'm going with this. But the the couple that will see it and go, all oh, right, here's a neat, here's a rink, here's a nice little card game. It's only it's two player. I'll put that in the basket because it's only like twenty bucks or something like that. Mm. So if you put three to five, they automatically say, oh well, this is a. This is for when we get the other. We get our friends coming around to kind of play games with us instead so it kind of so I can see I see what I see where that kind of thing that kind of thing comes from. um in terms of the art, let's talk about the art on the game. um what made you decide for kind of like because the art is it's very, very kind of bright and lovely and garish and everything like that. Was that just, again, it was kind of like, well, if we're going to do this, let's go big. I don't want, wh- I just don't want white icing here. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> and stars. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I think we, I must admit, the cake part, the aliens, has been one of my favorite favorite bits. And uh, I think it's just fun, you know, just coming up with something that looks fun, that's fun to talk about, fun to design. Um, and, and ultimately, it, it is a game for the casual market. It, it is a game you know, that, that even families can play. And, uh, and when we go to um, or do demos and go to conferences, we, we do get families sitting down and playing it. And so it had to attract that audience and appeal to that audience. And so the whole idea was always, yeah, let's make it fun. Let's make it wacky, bright colors, uh, and really... Target that that group of people who I think are, are, are much more into the wacky side of things. I think I said the word wacky, a few too many times. It's stopped being a real word now, but you know what I
0: mean. I, I I've uh, it's okay. I can I can edit it out so you say different different words <laughs> instead of wacky. Synonyms. Yeah, I'm just looking. Yeah, i <laughs> It's just I've had to do this before, but it's doing impersonations of people's voices that don't work because i have I'm looking at. I'm looking at the kind of, I've clicked on the Instagram kind of page, mm. and it is, do you know, okay, I'm getting kind of like, and this, I don't, I'm getting like a Go Nuts for Donuts kind of vibe. Yeah, we we hear
1: that, that we kind hear Exploding Kittens or yeah, um, unicorns. yeah.
0: Yeah, it's just, a, it's like the colour scheme is very, I can I can imagine kind of sitting down, and kind of playing this with the kids, or even kind of like an older audience, just because it would look lovely. There's something about a kind of a a, a kind of a table presence. Mm. And what I mean by that is, you when you're playing the game, you know, and this is not Power Grid because Power Grid looks awful on the table. It it, it just you know what I mean it, it it puts you to sleep. I've seen wow. people walk past Power Grid and go. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't you shouldn't drive past. Power grid, because you'd literally would be then in charge of a moving vehicle, and an accident might happen. But then something like you see something like this, even terraforming Mars is, you know, it's just what. But then, um, yeah, but something like this, yeah, it looks lovely, absolutely, you know, it looks it's kind of wonderful. Was it? And you brought in an art, you brought in an artist to kind of help you with this, yeah.
2: And we're lucky that Rob, Rob kind of bought into that vision and, and brought his own fun and crazy ideas. Um, and, you know, he, he did the same did... thing with with, with uh, Pugs in Mugs, which is another game that uh, he's designed. And, yeah, he just really, really bought into our idea and what we were going
0: for. Uh, and so it's just a super fun collaboration. Did it give you any ideas in terms of the mechanics? Because I know I, I've... I have heard of some people that have, like, they brought an artist on board. And I'll give you the best example. Jamie Stegmaier in Expeditions. Yeah. I mean, last time I spoke to him, last week? I saw that. Name dropping. Name, name <laughs> dropping. <laughs> drop but, in all fairness, one of the things that he said that the reason that Expeditions actually became a thing is because Jacob that did the art for Expeditions, and obviously did, he did the art for Scythe, it was kind of like, well, what do you think we could do next based on, you know, obviously you've come up with the ideas for the kind of the world in your head. And he says, well, I think we could do X, Y, Z. So when you were kind of doing a back and forth with Rob, did that give you any inspiration to actually say, well, an alien baby card would be cool or a kind of a pork pie card would be kind of cool? You know, did that kind of lead you to kind of give you a little bit of inspiration in terms of the design side of things?
1: I could definitely think of examples where it's sort of flavor a bit. So, like, things mm-hmm. like coming up with, you know, Alien Baby as a sabotage. Um, mm. I'm just trying to think. I, I don't really remember examples where it affected the mechanics of it. So, mm-hmm. you know, an Alien Baby sabotage card is a, is a minus one, and what, whatever yeah. the, the art on it is, it would have been a minus one. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think it was more it was more just the flavour and maybe the story of it, but yeah. not yeah. much of the mechanics. Unless I'm us, about to remind me of something. No, I don't want to
2: <laughs> I think when we started working with Rob the mechanics were relatively mature. Um, um, right? and and so, yeah, as Paul says, I think it a lot of it was very much about, you know, card layout and how do we Convey the mechanics or make it as easy as possible for the player yeah. to, to pick yes. it up. Um, and I think Rob has, you know, made made a huge difference there, for sure, to in helping us figure out how do we take the concept from the rule book and make that as easy as possible to, to pick up. And a lot of the work and effort and you know, a lot of spent a lot of time spent in playtesting making sure that. If you're playing a 15 minute game, the last thing you want is a half an hour each. It defeats the point. So how yeah. how do you make sure that it's a 15 minute game and you can pick it up as quickly as possible? Um mm-hmm. and so we we did work with Rob on that quite a lot to make sure that Yeah. the rules, the the concept, everything you can pick it up visually, you can pick it up reading the text. It's it's designed to be as easy as we can make it to uh to get right into the game
0: do you have little reminder cards then as in have- this is what you're doing this is what you're doing around and and this is what the main mechanics kind of do have you have you gone as far as that yeah yeah
1: so there are player aids uh one square yes. and the other side's set up it's actually quite interesting but what i did was uh brought the game a prototype of the game into my office at work uh, because a lot of people who play board games So I was showing people and they're curious and someone who was particularly curious was just uh, took it aside and started looking at it while I was talking to everyone else and I've never taught him the game before but he actually was looking at just the play rate and not the rulebook bit and started trying to figure it out and set it up and actually more or less started playing by himself correctly with just yes. the play aid. so I that was a really big moment for me personally because I think, um, I, think I probably did the first draft of that little reminder guide and I was like, it works, it works. Anthony, <laughs> you, you figured it out. He, he's had one or two questions, obviously just based yeah. on the play and not the rule book, but um, yeah. seems to be doing its job.
0: Uh, yeah, I think the thing with playtesting and this comes out is I know, that, I know the number of people that their biggest learning point with their playtesting is when they just drop the box on the table and walk away. Because I know I've and I've covered quite a few Kickstarters in my time in terms of actually writing kind of previews for them, and um, I've have had kind of conversations with quite a few people and just to say, look, I, I, this doesn't make sense. This this rule doesn't make sense, and then it turns out that they're so used to being in a kind of a mm-hmm. an in-person environment. That they're used to like somebody going, So what what does this card mean? And them going, Oh, that means you do XYZ Yeah. And forget that they should be going, Oh, I better take a note to make sure I'm explaining this as you kinda go down. So to have somebody with a player aids and saying, Somebody's setting that up, that's kinda that's kinda pretty that must have been pretty pretty cool. That's pretty cool.
1: And I won't pretend we have it perfect yet, but it's quite reassuring, I think, so far when we sent out previews Preview mm. copies to reviewers who's obviously looking at rubric book and doesn't have that there to teach. And yeah. in like, I would say 99% people are finding it clear and, and good. And there, there are instances where we still sort of go, okay, we need to add this to the FAQ bit or we should change yeah. this word. So, so you're still trying to improve, but actually that, that you, I absolutely agree that, that blind testing is. Yes, really important element of it and it's different from the earlier playtesting where you're more focused on the design now you need to get your design across (laughs) clearly
0: when it comes, you mentioned sending stuff out to kind of previewers and to, to, to kind of write and give you some coverage on the game were you prepared for the amount of work that it takes to kind of get the word out there Now, I'm expecting... I'm going to ask this question to Mark because I'm expecting there's a spreadsheet somewhere. (laughs) And I think you've got a (laughs) spreadsheet. He's laughing knowingly. I know there's a spreadsheet. There is. How many many columns do you have? And are any of the cells shaded in lilac? And if they're not, why not?
2: (laughs) We have many lines, many columns, (laughs) many shades. In fact, I think that... um, the process of making this game has run on spreadsheets. I, uh, yeah, I'm just in the sheer number of spreadsheets we have. Um, I'll just I sal- salute you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> spreadsheet having multiple sheets within itself, yeah. I think um, perhaps that's something I wasn't prepared for. When we first said we'll make a game, I wasn't prepared for the number of spreadsheets that are required. So, <laughs> uh,
0: you, were, you, you were like, I'm going to I take part in a hobby, gets me away from these project management type <laughs> spreadsheets. And then the, the, the no, first well, thing that Pearl, Pearl says to you is, so we're going to have about 57 cards here, which means we're going to need to put down the powers. Uh, any chance you could open up Excel because yeah. so, we'll need a spreadsheet. And you're like going, are you joking me? Joking, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you actually I'm just kidding? <laughs> so there you go. Um, but Doesn't in terms well. of the in terms of the marketing side of things, How's that How's that been? Is it as... Nobody says it's easy. I don't think there's anybody that's... I mean, I think there's a couple of, you know... I think some of the really, really big guys go, ah, it's not bad, but they do a lot of... So has it, has it been a bit of an eye-opener for yourselves in terms of kind of getting the word out there?
2: I think for sure, for sure an eye-opener. Um, I think the most... The most fun part is probably marketing in person. It's probably going to conferences... Mm. talking to people, sitting in front of people. You know, I I would, if I could sit and talk to a thousand people, I would, because it's definitely the fun part, being out there in the community and hearing what people think and sharing our art and, you know, um, sharing the vision in in person has been fun. I think definitely a a steep learning curve in things like digital marketing, um, where to spend your marketing bucks uh it's yeah. a question that we spend a long time you know thinking about where are we going to get um the most for our money but also time and effort because each of these things they don't they don't it definitely doesn't happen by itself no so it is a, a learning curve it is um for sure challenging but it's all part and parcel
0: of uh of getting the word out there and gotta be done really Oh, yeah. Has this? Um, are you looking forward to AirCon then? Absolutely, hundred percent. Yeah, um, counting down the days. I think. That's- are you got like? Are you gonna have a stand there? Because you're actually launching at AirCon, so you having like a big stand, and people gonna be coming along, and any celebrities, anything like that.
1: We may or may not be thinking about uh, rehashing an alien costume, that yeah. we, uh, we we did this at UKGE last year, right. and it was very popular. Mm, right. um, I think it was useful to have something eye-catching. Uh, yes. Especially, I think UKGE was probably more important to have that, because it was so much bigger in terms of commercial stands, and you just need to give some reason to come over, but we're probably using similar aircon. It's... Quite good to give people a reason to glance over and have a chat. It makes them laugh, um, yeah. and uh, and it was a good little opener.
0: Mm. Um, uh, are you going to be wearing the alien costume at all, then Pearl? Or Are you going to make a mark and of wear it for? How are you, are you looking forward to eight hours in an alien costume? <laughs>
1: I liked wearing it. People liked me, and it doesn't right. sound weird. But
0: I okay, I, here I think we go. Right, <laughs> share.
1: <laughs> so I don't, I don't, I don't think I'm the person who marketing or approaching people to buy your thing comes to naturally. If you yeah. self promotion, right? You know, it's it's a bit awkward. But somehow putting on a costume makes you feel slightly one step removed. It's like your persona, maybe you're acting or something. I find it easier to to do all that with with the costume one, i mean i'm just saying man dips on the costume
2: so like this is this is our advice if you're planning on doing marketing buy yourself a costume if it's related to your game great if it's not still fine get into character SMR. and uh yeah. and that'll solve all your problems that's that's you
0: can you can you do then a surprised kind of mime then this is going to be great for pod, podcasting <laughs>
1: A surprised mine.
0: A surprised mine, like you're in the costume. Because hey, were, talk- were you talking when you were in the costume, or were you doing like the Disney character kind of <laughs> thing?
1: I can actually talk. So, well, the one we did last time, yeah. um, it's, yeah. so if, it, if, if you put it on and it has a little fan in it, so it kind of blows up. But it wow. looks like it looks like an alien had picked you up. So there's a fake leg. Ah, the right,
0: right. And the,
1: my legs are the alien's legs. Like, so my head is not in the costume.
0: Ah, right. So it's one of those things. It's like one of those pretend. Ah, right, I get it. So it's like when you see the the person like pretending to do the, the trash can carrying kind of Oscar the Grouch, mm. and it's like no, they're not. It's like they're carrying themselves. Ah, right. So you were there all the time. So you were exactly. kind of really in a costume. So this was like your kind of your superhero costume that gave you inner, that kind of boosted your inner confidence that. Have you started wearing that costume then to work when you've got, like, imported meetings?
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's like, I've got, to, it.
0: I've got to pitch this idea to the boss about going put my, like, my alien me getting carried about costume on. Give yeah, me a sec. right, interviews I'm ready. Yeah,
1: for client pitches and, you know, all the I think moments.
0: Can moments. Imagine if, like, somebody said, right, okay, so what's the budget here? Well, we've got about 10.5 10, million we're looking to spend here. Okay, so who's going to be presenting this? Well, we've invited Pearl along. <laughs> <laughs> and then you come, you come, you come, in the door, like Rod Holland even you, <laughs> kind of sort of ring about. Hello, I'll just be waiting to set I can't control this alien. It's got all over the place, so
2: <clears throat> we were actually quite. Disappointed You're going to fight at the at the end of UKGE. I guess I guess we liked it so much we wore it out. So uh, the poor thing, the battery pack melted and uh, all right. Goodness me, I don't know. I don't quite know what happened to that little guy, but um, he's with us now. So you got a new. You got a new one now, then. We do, yeah. Probably should name them, actually. Um,
0: you should yeah. actually. It's like naming a ship. It's good we'll luck to there. all the sailors. Are you fighting over who's going to be wearing it then? Because this sounds like this doesn't sound like it's kind of like you wear it. It's kind of like I'm going to wear it.
1: <laughs> I think we'll take turns, yeah. which, which we did. It does. It does kind of get a bit. The fan helps, but you don't want to be wearing that thing the whole day. Um,
0: Pearl's going to be so. wearing it for three days straight. You just tell she's going to be waking up <laughs> <laughs> the next morning. Going down to breakfast with an alien kind of thing. Um. There's been big worldwide things happening that continue to happen in the world. It just sounds like an ambiguous mm. statement. I mean, obviously, one of them has been the kind of the shipping crisis. One of them is the kind of the ongoing kind of manufacturing issues if you're getting kind of like the uh, products like printed in kind of like China. Um, did... Did you look at kind of alternative printing solutions and production solutions when you were kind of costing up um Cake of Doom, or was it just gonna be too kind of prohibitively expensive to kind of
1: you No, know, we, we 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 looked at a lot of options at first and it's funny because the whole process I think we did this for over two years now. So we actually sort of got some quotes quite early on, mm. like mm-hmm. o- over a year ago, and then it became the world is changed so much as you said, so we those, a lot of those also <laughs> yeah. sort of became irrelevant. Uh but um we, we consider a lot of options and the current plan is we will print the game in the UK. Uh which is All nice right. to be able to print it in the UK at a at a workable sort of price financially. Um but also means it makes it a lot simpler in terms of obviously freight. And, and worries about shipping issues from say <laughs> Yeah, China you've just got
0: to, just got to worry so... if you ship it with every. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Let's not go <laughs> into that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> then you've got to worry if where's my games over yeah. the fence and the dog got them. Um, yeah.
1: But but you, you're absolutely right. It's it's difficult, especially for such a small game, because you know that it's just a kind of you know exploding kittens type category, yeah. in terms of price and so on. Right, so so the margin is is smaller than than big box games might have it so like every 50p it's a big difference that we have to just yeah. m- make sure we don't the numbers do work mm-hmm. but then still keep the prices at a reasonable number so mm-hmm. a lot of that um, yeah financial jigsaw i guess so so
0: where so whereabouts where in the uk are you getting the printed then As
1: uh, it's by I mean, got dice sports um all right yeah so they'll they'll be able to deliver it um probably to the warehouse directly to the UK. Um their shipping we're planning to go with um Saku uh, to mm-hmm. fulfill the games. Um so they're also UK based, which uh we're hoping again will make things yeah, possible.
0: I've I've noticed they've been doing quite a lot of fulfillment stuff recently. I think one there was an another game that came I think it was Arcosa. I think oh, that exactly. was yeah. Yeah, I think Arcosa came from them because I got a, I got. A, <laughs> it's kind of one of these things. It's like the postman goes, "Here's your box," and I was like, "I was looking at it, it's got it's got Zatu all over it." And I was like, "I never ordered anything from Zatu," <laughs> and I was like, opened it up and went, "Oh, it's that." Right? Okay. So there we go. Um, but that was another kind of UK-based uh, kind of uh, design company as well. Um, which I'm going to find out because it's incredibly rude to mention somebody's name and then not mention. I think it's tune. I think it might be tune hammer, but you just—I don't know. Sing amongst yourselves. Tell other people. Mm. Let me just see. Arcoza, It is. It's tune hammer. I'm not entirely senile just yet. But tune hammer games—they made yeah, They made it so that that came. That was uh, fulfilled by. Mm. That was fulfilled by Zatu. Um. Mm. Money wise. Obviously, people talk like stretch goals and pledges and stuff like that. So with you being a shiny week away, because we don't know when we're going to release this, we'll discuss when it... People are going to go, when when am I listening to this? You could be listening to it in the past. You possibly may be listening to it in the future. But in terms of kind of like main pledge levels, how much is the price of entry on the door?
1: The uh, base game only uh, where... Point to price at twenty pounds. Okay. Uh, there is an optional add-on of a game mat, uh, so mm-hmm. one of those rollable mats that adds a so lovely table presence, mm-hmm. makes it up even quicker. But obviously, you don't you don't need it to just play the game.
0: You do need um, it to play the game. How much um, is it? I'm saying you do need <laughs> it to play the game. Yeah. How much uh, is that?
1: The add on will be sixteen pounds for the sixteen
0: pounds. Right. So you yeah. do need that to play the game. I'm just telling you. <laughs> Pearl is just, just being nice. It's absolutely necessary to play the game. That's alright.
1: Uh, we've got a few for uh, multiple copies, so three or five copies, uh, prices mm-hmm. like this count. One that I'm quite excited about is mm-hmm. uh, we've got a limit of six of these. Two for aliens, two for cakes, and two for saboteurs. But they are mm-hmm. designed the art on the card with us, so make your own alien. Make your oh, own cool. cake and make your own sabotage. It's, it's not mechanical. Like I said, it's more of, um, the, the drawing of what, what that cool alien cake is or what your alien looks like. Um, and they're, they're, they're at a premium, obviously, because it's a whole experience of sort of working mm. together and seeing that mm. drawn. And, but the cards sort of, let's say the cake you come up with will be in every single copy of the game. Mm. Uh, and I'm quite excited there because I think it'll be, it'll be quite a fun process for everyone, hopefully, mm. uh, if we manage it right. Um, and it's it'll be cool to see what people come up with really.
0: Yeah. So so the it's launched on the tenth of March.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. The buying price is twenty pounds. It's gonna be delivered what well I mean if it's UK, I mean it's not gonna be I can imagine it's not gonna be a huge turnaround.
1: No, we're hoping no. to deliver by October. Starting from That's... October. Just giving ourselves the time for finalising everything, manufacturing fulfillment. But yeah
0: you'll be seen as kickstarter heroes your names will be sung (laughs) far and wide and they'll be like that they'll be going like here's a kickstarter well when did they fund well they funded in they funded in march and when are they delivering 10 months later
1: that's a lie
0: that's a vicious (laughs) lie don't be telling me that because there are some people out there i know some people out there going year four Waiting for my Kickstarter again, mm. and it's still, not, you know, still not happened. Well. I
1: don't want to be Frost Haven. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, don't, because it's still down there. I can't uh, move it. I dip my back in. Uh, Do you know how it did that? It just like moved it slightly. Have you, have you, have you lifted up? Did you put? Pl- did you get Frost Haven?
1: Uh, not, not me. I know a friend who who, who has it. Do you know how uh,
0: heavy Frosthaven is? No.
1: 16
0: kilos 16 wow. kilos a workout that is it. I I was I was I was I put a tweet out to to Isaac Childress and he says it's still currently heavier than my heaviest child
2: <laughs> <laughs> I
0: says it's literally the size of five newborn children so there you go um So the campaign's going to run from the 10th. Is it a normal kind of 28 days, 30 days kind of campaign? Three weeks. 21 days. Three weeks. 21 days. Okay, that's cool. So that'll be running until the 31st of March, because I'm just quickly calculating in my head. It's a 31 days in March. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You kind of look like an idiot if you say so. 31 days. Um, If people have listened along tonight and they want to find out where you exist on the internet webs, where can we find you on the internet webs?
1: please go to uh, kickoffdoom.com. Uh, we have persons on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook as well just look for Kickoff Doom Game and uh, you'll find everything there
0: Excellent, fantastic um, and what we'll do is uh, when we get the Kickstarter link we will make sure that we put that in the show notes so we have got notes to show if you want to keep an eye on what we're up to then jump on to the internet webs and search for we're not wizards and you'll find us in all the usual places worn out faces bright and early for the daily races etc 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 you'll find us on instagram and twitter and facebook and oh we've got our blog which is we're not wizards.blogspot.com We've got our other website, which is wearenotwizards.co.uk. We can find all well, all the previous podcasts on wearenotwizards.com. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts and all these other podcast catchers of choice. If you like what you've listened to tonight, then please drop us a subscription or tell someone else. See you someday at the bus stop. They look a bit like they need somebody, some kind of interview show in their life then suggest us, even if they don't like board games, we try to be entertaining. If you have liked what you've listened to tonight, then please rate us on your podcast catcher of choice. And if you are going to give us a rating, then don't give us 10 stars because it makes us big-headed. But don't give us one star because it makes us cry. Give us something in the middle, like a five, because it's average. And we're just a little bit average. But the people have not been average, I give you Pearl... I give you a mar. See you later. Perfectly baked, slightly crusty, <laughs> and warm if you cut them open with a knife.
1: <laughs> don't but, cut us open with
0: a knife. <laughs> <don't> do that. <laughs> <laughs> well no, you should attack the cake of doom though. But <laughs> um but thank you to, thank you very very much for guesting. Thank you. I appreciate your time. Um there's only two more things to do. The first thing is to remember that we're many things, but we're not wizards. Are we wizards, Amar? We are not. You're not allowed to answer that question because you already kind of <laughs> dropped us in it, didn't you, Pearl? So you can shush. <laughs> yeah, don't don't go in a huff. It's your own fault. You're lucky I'm releasing this now. Oh, that's all I'll say. And <laughs> the, second, <laughs> the second thing is to say, don't be throwing your spells this way. And the second thing is to say goodbye. So it's so a goodbye... It's a goodbye from the rather wonderful, rather fantastic Amar. Say goodbye, MR.
2: Goodbye.
0: And it's a goodbye from the magical cake baker. That's Pearl. Say goodbye.
1: Goodbye.
0: That's a goodbye from me. Remember, stay safe for all sixes. Make something awful. And um, not every cake is nice. Not every cake is tasty. Not every cake is good for you with a cup of tea. There are cakes out there. There are cakes of doom. So get yourself a slice. And until the next time, goodbye. A wizard is never late.